0: How's it going everyone? The Tripwire podcast is back. We are part of the Triple Play Fantasy Network. I, I am Zach at ff 2 Batman. joined by Joe Pepe at JPEP20 and Alex Mateo at Alex Mateo 94 How's it going today, guys? It's real good to be back,
1: man. Missed you guys. Yeah, it's been uh, a while.
0: Yeah, so Joe has not been with us since uh, yeah. the, the preseason of 2021, <laughs> thanks to his terrible work schedule, he couldn't be with us. uh Toby's missing tonight. We're hoping to get him back for the next episode. Um, but yeah, so tripwire, we were here for your waiver wire uh, business during the season, and now we're have some fun talking dynasty for the off season, and then we'll be right back for the regular season on Monday nights Live to get you ready for um, the waiver wires, which feels like way far away from now because we're talking like three and a half months at this point, but. We want to get together. So, if you guys are watching on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe to the Triple Play Fantasy Channel. Like the video that helps support the team a lot. Uh, we have a lot of great content coming out. Not just football right now. We got baseball, basketball. We're talking about movies. We're talking about food. We got it all. We got interviews, all sorts of stuff. If you're watching, or if you're listening on the podcast, we're finally now on the podcast uh, channel as well for Triple Play. So go ahead and make sure you're uh, subscribing to that podcast, no matter where you're listening so you don't miss any episode. We'll be coming out every Thursday morning for you. All right, so we're going to get right into it. We're talking Dynasty buy or sell. We're going division by division. We have to start with the NFC East. So you have a Cowboys fan here, and we have two Eagles fans. Um, we will try our best not to be biased. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're going to talk buy or sell. Now, I will preface this where just because we say buy does not mean we're talking about like buy low you may want to buy high yes um and maybe you sell low because you just want to get them off your roster and you want to get ready to kind of get that roster turn going uh just take whatever you can get for them so um, we will be talking about all those different strategies today so we're going to start with alex so who is your buy player out of the nfc east out of the nfc east my buy
1: is currently miles sanders the Philadelphia Eagles running back this past season he put up 116 PPR points but that is in 12 games played mind you he left three hurts so theoretically only nine full games he had 137 carries for 754 yards saw 34 targets but that only netted him 26 grabs for 158 yards and he did not find the end zone at all this past year
0: And his current ADP on DLF for Superflex is RB29 going at pick 102 and in a one-quarterback league. So like I said, Superflex, you can start more than one quarterback. In a one-quarterback league, pretty similar, RB27 going a little bit earlier at pick 85. So what makes him a buy for you?
1: So realistically, it's the price point that he's at. If you look at other guys in that range, they don't have that same ceiling. That Sanders does, even though he didn't find the end zone at all this past year. Each of the previous two years, he saw the end zone six times. He's very efficient when he has the ball and is on the field. Career yards per carry over five yards. And yes, I know that's not solely a running back stat. It's also an offensive line stat. But look at the Eagles. They've had one of the best offensive line for the past few years. You have Jalen Hurts going into year two in the system, a mobile quarterback that'll alleviate some of the pressure in the box for Sanders, especially with the addition of A.J. Brown as well. So he's just primed in a spot to be able to put up 15, 16 fantasy points a game. And if you choose to go with an anchor or a zero running back, which is you just select one running back early, Sanders is the perfect guy where you don't really lose any value at any of the other positions.
0: Um, I like it, and I mean, yeah. we talk regression. You got to feel like he's got some touchdown regression coming. He got to score at least <laughs> at least once for you in 2022.
2: He he's got to get at least one. And I really thought I was going to come in like against Alex because I wrote articles all last year about like don't touch Miles Sanders. He's come. The coach is coming from Indy. They love multiple running backs. You know, we all knew the narrative at that point. But without Jordan Howard being around and those 24 carries he had inside yeah. the 20, I love. This idea with Miles Sanders. Now, I mean, don't go out and like you know trade a 103 for Miles Sanders or something crazy like that. But I do think, like you said, he has to move up with touchdowns, and it's a contract year. So if the Eagles want to move on from him, which, let's face it, Alex, you're a fan of the Eagles yeah. too. We don't really seem to love him much for some which reason. Which doesn't make sense. Makes no sense. But the Eagles might just say, let's run him into the ground right now and then move on to gain well on everybody else. So number- I like that.
1: And another thing with Sanders, as soon as he came back from the injury, he saw 24-18, got hurt, and then immediately saw 16 carries when he came back. So they weren't afraid to give him the rock. Yes, he did have some fumbling problems. Yes, he didn't get the goal line carries that led to the green points, the money points in fantasy. But he was on the field when he was healthy, and he saw opportunities on All three phases of the game. He still had almost 200 touches in 10 and a quarter games, theoretically, because he left on like the first drive against the Raiders and then he re aggravated that ankle again on the Giants. So if you got a back in the seventh, eighth, ninth round, you can put up between 18 and 20 touches a game. That's someone you would be more than happy with at your RV2. So
0: I'm going to go through sure. a few recent trades that we found on DLF. You tell me which side you would take. These all involve Miles Sanders um, on one end of the trade by himself. So we have Miles Sanders for a 2023 second round pick.
2: Sanders. Great. Yeah, I'll take Miles, Sanders in that.
0: Miles Sanders for Alan Lazard and Jacoby Myers.
1: Sanders again. Sanders.
0: And then Miles Sanders for the 2022 208 and a 2020, uh, 2023 second round pick.
1: Still got to go. Because that Sanders one's tougher that's the was, closest of the 3 since you are giving up you know, multiple draft capital that presumably will gain value
2: that depends but, where my team is like if i'm like rebuilding and i yeah need if i'm pieces, in a complete retool
1: out. then i'm taking the picks it's all, all right. like joe just said it's all context related for
0: that yeah perfect so then joe who is your buy in the nfc east division
2: You know, it makes me sick this whole offseason that I'm pushing this guy because he is a cowboy, but I am here for Dalton Schultz and I have not shut up about it for like four months now. So he better perform or I'm going to go have to find him. But I just, I can't see how he doesn't perform. We all saw what he did last year. We saw he had one of his best years ever. Blake Jarwin's gone. Amari Cooper is gone. That's 104 targets right there off the bat. Then you have uh Michael Gallup who might not start the season. That's another 62 total targets like that could be gone. Dak needs somebody outside of CD Lamb to hit and he's comfortable with Dalton Schultz. And again, this is another thing because he has the franchise tag. Um it's a contract year. So if you're not going to sign him back, maybe run him into the ground too and I say run, you know, with quotes around it, obviously it's a different term there. But I could just see him blowing up, and I kind of like to take players like this. Like Dalton Schultz is on a lot of my teams because of last year. And when he blows up for those first three, four weeks, let's say Gallup's out for six, I'm trading him away within that span to catch him at his peak because I'd rather get out closer to the top than wait for Gallup to come back and watch his dynasty value-like tank.
0: Sure. So his current ADP according to DLF right now for Superflex is tight end eight at pick 104. And then in a one QB league, still very close, tight in nine at pick 96. So before we go into the recent trades for Schultz, I agreed
1: with Joe. Everything <laughs> you said up until the point that you said you would sell Schultz after a, <laughs> few, <saw> <laughs> after a few good weeks. Because this will be <laughs> the third year in a row he's done it. Yeah. If you listen to the tripwire last year in the preseason – Schultz would already be on your dynasty rosters. He was my tight That's why he's on mine. He was my sleeper. Stuck with yeah. it. And what did he do? He went and had 100 targets, over 20% target share, 800 yards, 8 touchdowns. Like you said, no Cooper, no Jarwin, potentially no Gallup. So he's going to be the number two target option. Going back to 2020, he also saw 89 targets. So he has multiple years of familiarity with Dak, he's gonna see targets he's gonna see 110 to 120 targets if you don't get one of the big three i am holding out till dalton schultz and he is an absolute smash no matter where you can get yeah. him.
2: no if I, I fully agree on that And let me i guess let me change around that sentence of i ship him out early if I get a crazy deal for him because he's hot at that point and uh, yeah. he's not one of the big three and people are saying like at that point, let's just say he has three crazy weeks. You know, Twitter is going to say like, we have a new person to be in the big three. And that's when you strike That's, that's in my opinion.
1: Uh, yeah. And he's only 25. So it's not like you're you got pressed time. to move him if he's let's say after a few weeks, he has a couple down weeks. You could be like, hey, give me Sh- to a contender. Give me Schultz plus plus for yeah. Kelsey. If, you're yeah. started, if your team's in a different spot. So it's all about Depending the right. with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you guys both bring up great points I wanted to highlight right now. Um, so we're talking about buy-sell right now. Today, we're at the end of May. Uh, the market, especially in Dynasty, is always changing. So if like you said, if we get halfway through the season, Don Schultz is on a tear, um, yeah. and you're just getting crazy offers. I mean, like I said, he might not be on the Cowboys next season. So it makes yeah. sense to sell high. Yeah. Um, but right now, every
2: every player is for sale with the right deal. Every player. Correct.
0: Yeah. But right now, he's a great buy based on his current his current value. Um, yeah. So speaking of value, here are some recent trades that have come through with Dalton Schultz on one side. So we have Dalton Schultz for the 2022 110 rookie pick.
2: That's a little mu- – I'd, I'd probably keep the 110. Let's Agreed. say he was a tight end premium league. Tight end premium, then I'll switch. Then that I'm
1: premium. going Schultz.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. I'm then I'll switch. To say that it bad. depends
1: on the scoring. Or if you have to start multiple tight ends, it's 100% Schultz. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Dalton Schultz for the 2022, the 401 rookie pick and the 2023 fourth round pick. I would be offended if someone offered me yeah. that. Yeah. Don't send me fourth round anything. Like, I don't want that. So that was not tight end premium, but that trade happened uh, recently. Oh, though. my Lord. I'm and in the then- wrong league. <laughs> well, hopefully people are listening so they learn how to make better trades. Uh, Dalton Schultz for the 2022 109, the 309, and the 409. So three picks, all 2022, 109, 309, 409 for Dalton Schultz. I, I don't know
2: because like the 109, sure, that's great. I like that. But like 309 and 409 are just shots for me. Like I'm just taking dart throws at people at that point, hoping there's something special, especially in this 2022 draft. That wasn't that great. So I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence there. I can't really give a real answer there. I'm, I'm right in the middle. <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel like that's similar to the 110. It depends on the scoring, yeah. the roster format, things like that.
0: Yep, no, I agree. And roster build is really important. You do need to know, are you a contender? Or are you in the middle of a rebuild? Or, or where are you at? So yeah. we're now going to move to the sell players. So Alex, yeah. who is the one player that you want to talk about selling in the NFC East?
1: We said there'd be no
0: biases, but
1: I'm buying an Eagle, and I'm selling a Cowboy. <laughs> and it's, it's Zeke. Now, yes, he wasn't healthy all of last year. In the 17, played full 17 games, he barely cracked the 1,000 marker on 237 carries and had 10 rushing scores and saw 65 receptions that led to 47 grabs, 287 yards, and two touchdowns, which was a total of... 251 PPR points. With Tony Pollard being used more, he had a career-high 176 touches, it looks like Zeke's role is also going to be diminishing a little bit, where it'd be like a 65-35 split between the two. Additionally, Zeke's hitting that running back age apex, the dreaded fifth-year age 26 season. This is realistically the last year you can get any value for Zeke if you're moving him. Same thing with standards. It's all about the context for it. If you're competing and you think you're a top two to three team, I would probably still ride Zeke for one more year. But if you're middle of the pack or you know you're going to be rebuilding, I would move him quicker than a, than a New York minute, get him off <laughs> my roster, and get any assets that I know will be gaining value over the next
0: two years. So his current ADP is in a startup for Superflex is RB twenty six at pick ninety one, and for a one QB league RB twenty four at pick sixty three. So I would say, personally, and again, I'm a Cowboys fan, but again, trying to avoid <laughs> the biases. If I'm in a startup, I kind of if I'm building a contender for this year, if it's just the way my team fell in the draft, I kind of love that value. And no, if absolutely, yeah. But if I'm in if if we're talking, you're already in a league. You already roster Zeke. You paid way more than way that. More, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, like you said, it definitely comes down to your roster construction. Of, hey, are you just trying to get out now and get, you'll take anything, or are because you know that he could lose value very quickly next year, or are you just gonna kind of hold it out and see if you can get anything? So I understand where you're coming from, um, but I could see people having. He's a polarizing yeah. uh, player uh, this year in Dynasty. Uh,
1: yeah, it depends yeah. on yeah. on the roster context more than anything. And yep. it's crazy. At running back 26, Zeke's considered a sell just because of his age. That's the main reason I'm selling him. I would rather get out a year early than a year late. I did yeah. that this past year. with I moved on the same team, both Dalvin and Kamara, on the same team. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sanders is running back 29. They're going 10 picks apart. If I had to pick between the two, regardless of the context, even though I said Sanders a buy, his price is much cheaper, I would take Zeke over Sanders in a startup right now. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. all about the content and the context of what you would be paying for Zeke or what you would be moving Zeke for.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think there's a lot of people out there who are trying to get back the value, like Zach said, that you drafted him at. And you're just not going to get that. Get That's just impossible. Firsts. But like, I put a tweet out the other day, and Zach actually figured out the answer to this, and it was Leonard Fournette has the most targets by a running back inside the twenty. Who was next? And it's Zeke with 18. And that kind of shocked me a little bit, just to play like devil's advocate. If he's, this is another thing, like I just said with Dalton Schultz. If you have Zeke and he comes out in that first four weeks healthy, running 22 miles per hour whatever the hell they said and he's out here getting receptions inside the 20 and all that stuff catch that peak catch that tiny little peak that you just found and run with it and get rid of him as soon as you can find that guy who's already 2 and 0 3 and 0 who thinks he's going to go all the way and sell him off you can, can get
1: multiple ones yeah like even in his yeah. down year he still saw over 300 touches yeah he saw 302 opportunities on the year
2: and at this point, they paid him so much and they've already ran him into the ground, they're just going to keep, keep running him into the ground. Yeah, so if it's, it is what it is.
1: If you're contending, he's a buy. Yes. If you're middle of the pack or a rebuild, you're a sell. So realistically, I, if you're not a top three team, Zeke's a sell. And that's the only just, scenario yeah. in which I would keep him. That's I was going
2: to say top two, so that's perfect.
0: All right, so let's go through a few trades. You tell me which side you like. So we got Zeke for a 2023 first-round pick.
1: If it's a top half of the draft, regardless of the format, I'm taking the pick.
0: You're not going to know.
1: I I would take my gamble. <laughs> I would take the gamble on the on the pick right now. I'd take the gamble, too.
0: Yeah, I'd take the pick. Uh, Zeke uh, for Michael Pittman.
1: I want Pittman. I would take Pittman as well.
0: All, All right. day, uh, every day. Zeke for T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. And then finally, uh, RB for RB. So Zeke for Elijah Mitchell. I take
2: Zeke. Yeah, I, I'd still, I'd still lean Zeke. I don't trust the Niners and the Patriots to like stick with one running back ever. So I'm just not. Those are two teams that when I have a running back, I try to get rid of them as soon as I can.
0: Nope, I got it. So Joe, your <laughs> final sell player for the NFC East.
2: Oh man, I was hoping that like my screen died before I had to say this because it hurts my soul. But like it's, it's Jalen Hurts and I love him to death in redraft. (sighs) In redraft, listen, in redraft, everybody and their mother who follows me on Twitter knows that I think he could be top five with even the potential of top one for redraft. But this is a guy who has enormous hype right now out there because of A.J. Brown, because of Devonta Smith, because of Dallas Goddard, because of Miles Sanders, because of Bradbury and the defense and everybody else coming around. He's got another year in the system and all this stuff. What happens if he comes out and he fails? Now you have a quarterback who is dead after this year. If he does not produce this year, we have two first round picks in Philadelphia. He will be replaced. So as much as I love Jalen Hurts and as much as I am a Jalen Hurts truther and I think he's going to make it past this year, it's just a risk reward for me at this point. And the risk is too high to keep him on there when I could get a very good value trade out of that. So I think this is the moment where it's almost like the Peloton stock app during like the pandemic. It shot all the way to the top, just like Zoom. And now that the world is opening back up, Things are changing and they're going down. Same thing. I think it's at the very peak for Jalen Hurts. I can't see again higher, so it can only get lower.
0: All right, so let's talk a- about ADP. Alex real quick. is going to
2: kill me. <laughs> Alex is going to kill me. By so Superflex,
0: he's QB nine at pick fourteen, and in one QB, he's still QB nine, but at pick one hundred and seven. Since obviously quarterbacks are drastically different in Superflex and one QB leagues from a value standpoint. So if you're in a startup, would you just be avoiding? Jalen hurts right now at a QB9 value
2: it depends on like like you just said if my team's falling down into a contender and i have not well, chance Well this is going be this, this is
0: your this is probably your first this is your first or second pick depending on where you're drafting
2: Yeah it's true yeah yeah oh man that's yeah i'm probably avoiding him i'm probably avoid i love him to death oh. but i'm probably avoiding him and i play in a lot of leagues with people from Philadelphia so he's probably going way too high just because of that
1: He's my QB6 for Dynasty. I am <laughs> smashing that. I, I literally got laughed off the of shows last year when I said Jalen Hurts would finish closer to QB1 than, than QB10. Before the ankle injury, he was QB1. Yeah. Before the ankle injury. Now, this is his second year in the system, like you said, but this is also the first time ever, and I mean even going back to college, that he'll have the same head coach, and the same offensive coordinator. That's crazy. All of his coordinators at Alabama got poached for head coaching jobs. Then he transferred to Oklahoma. New system, obviously. Doug Peterson and whatever the hell he was doing last year. His <laughs> last year. Then now Nick Sirianni and his offensive system. You not only do that, as a freshman in Alabama, he says to the senior, hey, I'm going to be the starting quarterback. This is my team. Boom. Does it. Goes to Oklahoma. What does he do? Hits second in the highs. And so people saying, Oh, he can't live up to the moment. He's not built for this. They don't know. Oh, what he's they're definitely talking built about. for it. They don't know what they're talking about. He's been working out with Tom Brady and his personal quarterback coach all off season. You get the same weapons with Devonta Smith, Goddard and Sanders. Oh, and then you trade for his best friend. And what I mean, like his best friend, like, Jalen Hurts is AJ Brown's daughter's godfather. Like, that's how close they are. He has the leg, so he's a true true dual threat quarterback. The sky's the limit for him. I really think the Eagles found their quarterback, and yes, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I am all in <laughs> on Jalen Hurts. There's there's nothing anyone could say that can convince my mind besides, hey, Jalen Hurts has to retire.
0: Well, I'm going to go through some <laughs> trades. I'm going to guess who you're going to side with, but let, let's see how you guys feel about these recent trades that went down. Uh, so these are all for super flex leagues. Uh, Jalen Hurts for the 2022 107 and 201.
2: I'm not for the 2022 class. I'll stick with Jalen. Jalen. Right.
0: Jalen Hurts for Kadarius Tony and a 2023 first round pick.
2: I don't really know how I feel about Tony, but because I think I do that side, I take the pick. Jalen.
0: And then Jalen <laughs> Hurts
2: Shock. for Aaron Rodgers, straight up. Another shocker.
1: Aaron. Another <laughs> shocker. Jalen Hurts.
2: <laughs> Aaron, for me, I know I at least get two, maybe three years out of Aaron. I don't know if I'm getting that with Jalen.
1: That that is a fair concern. I'm yeah. too, I'm almost too bullish on him.
2: Uh, <laughs> but there's only one. There's only one real question for you, though, Alex. Do you think that deep ball gets less ugly because it is the worst deep ball? And I mean, this is talking about we I just saw Tua throw that duck and it's worse than that. I think I
1: do. He's every sin- he's refined his mechanics every single year since Alabama, even throughout the course of this season. He was more m- aware in the pocket. His, he didn't have that hitch at the top of his release. He was actually following through. Not to mention there were a few good deep balls that were dropped for touchdowns yeah. by both Quez yeah. and Jalen Rager. I just wanted to hear you say that. <laughs> and, and when you work with uh, with Tom Brady and his quarterback coach, you're you're gonna be pretty fine with your mechanics.
2: I, I think. I listen. I think he's gonna take a step up. I just don't know if his value can get any higher than it is right now. Especially like if he comes out week one, throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns, people are gonna Twitter might break. Yeah, and I, it's gonna, and it's gonna be because of me. <laughs> I'm just and never like, gonna shut up about it.
1: And that's the thing too. There, I was offered Jalen Hurts in a league. It was for the 101 this year and a 2023 first. I left. I left. I took the picks. Oh, really? I kept my picks right away. So yeah. like, like with anyone else, it's all about the context, but I heard, I heard that be...
2: backwards and I was like, ooh, I would have took the picks, but yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, I kept yeah. the pick. So I heard it backwards.
1: Those, <laughs> it's one of those, the price would have to be something like that for me to be like, Whoa! Really? Like, if you're getting off, if you're trying to sell them for Josh Allen or Mahomes price, then you're a little everybody's for
2: sale right there. Uh, Yeah, yeah, everyone's for sale depending on the price.
0: So we went through four players pretty in depth for buy or sell. So now we're gonna do a rapid fire buy or sell. So um, you can only say buy or sell. I'm gonna panic. (laughs) (laughs) There's no hold. It's just buy or sell. The context is we're in a startup. So, I don't know if you're a contender or you're not, so you can think in your head whatever you are. I just want to know, at this current ADP, would you buy or sell this player? Are you guys ready? Yeah. All right, so we'll go with Joe first. You say, if you're going to buy or sell, and then we'll go with Alex. C. D. Lamb at wide receiver four. Buy. Buying as well. All right, AJ Brown, wide receiver six.
2: Buy, but I'm biased. Buy as well. (laughs)
0: All right. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver 16. Sell. Sell as well. Saquon Barkley, RB6. I'm going to buy. Joe, I don't want to agree with you on everything, but it's a buy (laughs) as well. And Antonio Gibson at RB20. Ooh. Uh,
2: I'll say sell. Buy. There we go. We got a little difference going on there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So thank you guys for a great show. Just a reminder: follow the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast and YouTube channel so you don't miss any episodes. We'll be dropping these every Thursday morning. Uh, remember, fantasy football is supposed to be fun, so go out there, make some trades, go get your guys. Then um, have a great, have a great week, guys, and we'll see you all next week. Yeah.
2: See you next week. Good to be back, boys. Yep.